I'll uh, I'll just make a concession right now that I I screwed up the recording. I pressed the wrong button, and now Shame. we're yeah. Not Dylan did that. Thank you. Yeah, it probably was Dylan. The jerk. No. Um. Okay. This is our second try, episode seventeen. We have a guest on today. It's your boy Luke. Hello. Um, noted artist. Hmm. Um, most well known for doing the artwork for our podcast. It's probably accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the people love. I don't know. I love it, but uh, your vision. I'm guessing whoever, whoever. I honestly, I think that I'm like people are scrolling through. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where this gets uploaded, Pornhub or whatever, and they see (laughs) they see the artwork for the app and for the pod, and they're like, "That looks cool. What's in that cave?" And then um, they probably listen about two minutes before being disappointed and turning it off. But (laughs) the point is, it got them there. (laughs) Well, before we got rudely interrupted by my incompetence, uh, we were talking about lock and key. I kind of. Luke, uh, aficionado of the graphic novel. Um, David and Luke are a couple of graphic novel heads. Oh, and, I don't know uh, if I say it in my head. You're ahead. I, I like sounds. Okay, I'm done steering at the levels. I was <laughs> hyper focused. <laughs> felt like I wasn't really here. Yeah. I yeah I I haven't read anything in a real minute. Honestly, with like I used to have such a ritual about like I worked downtown and I would go to the Vault of Midnight down there. Mm. And you pick out a book or two a week. But well, there's an Ann Arbor, right? Yeah, there is yeah. one in Ann Arbor. I like the one in Detroit a little bit more. There's a lot of more like, like the Ann Arbor one has, in my opinion, or at least when I went there, had a lot more like single issues, and, like mm-hmm. paraphernalia and stuff. And like, I'm pretty sure bigger. that's yeah. We went there recently. Yeah, yeah I got Swamp Thing Volume Two. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, did. cool stuff like that. But the one in Detroit has a lot of like standalone like novels, like finish it there, you know, mm-hmm. not to be continued out. And that's really what I liked. But yeah. I haven't been down there like at all. I've been downtown like maybe two or three times since. Yeah, I think Ronin is the last graphic novel I've read. Have you guys read that? I have yeah. a copy of. It. Someone gave me a copy of. It. I haven't read it though. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you like samurais and sci-fi, samurais and yeah, sci-fi, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's more about how the narrative unfolds, I guess, and uh, the oh, art yeah. style has a lot to do for me. But I could get down on samurais and oh. sci-fi. It is a pretty cool art style. It's like um, I can't remember. I think Frank Miller drew it himself. So it's like really blocky kind of looking and mm-hmm. like cross hatching and stuff like that. Oh, okay, and then. It does take a lot of twists and turns that you don't really expect to yeah. happening. Hmm. Oh, is a Frank Miller thing? Yeah. That's cool. Sin City, bro. Sin City, bro. Oh, is he Sin City? I don't I don't think I've read that. Frank Miller looks kind of A Dame to Kill now. For? It's the best movie ever made. What is it? It is. Oh, I don't know. I was joking. I haven't seen it. Oh. I haven't seen <laughs> Sin City. Have you seen what Frank Miller looks like these days, though? No kind of like half of his face is about to go one way and then the top half is going this way <laughs> like he's going he's, he's, he's like continents <laughs> kind of yeah it's like nose is this way he's going through but a the time rest warp. Of his head looks like it's staring off this way he looks like a picasso fan <laughs> brutal <laughs> yeah i checked out i already talked about this on the show but i checked out the watchmen movie movie recently we were talking yeah, about watchmen Zack snyder yeah I don't know. You see that? The old movie? See Luke? Yeah. 2009. Yeah, I saw it when it came out, I think. 
2009. I think I saw it. I was in high school then. Yeah. And it was like I read the book shortly before it. Yeah. I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on it? You watched it recently? Uh yeah. Oh, it's pretty hilarious when they're having sex and Hallelujah is playing in the background. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh. What I do remember it, is they took out the giant space vagina monster. They did. Yeah. Which was a bummer. That was yeah, the suckiest that, part, yeah. really. Yeah. What is it in the movie? It's just like a nuclear bomb. I think I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Something really It was. Yeah. Cliche. <laughs> bummer. Yeah, some jobber was playing Nixon. I don't remember who. <clears throat> yeah, they dredged so, him up. Well, it's a deep fake. Yeah. The earliest deep fake. Really? No. <laughs> I don't. Well, I wish. <laughs> did uh, uh, Did what? y'all watch the new? The There's a new show everyone's been talking about on HBO. Or oh, the Watchmen show. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I liked it. I saw the really, uh, you know, powerful opening scene that had everyone's attention, but I didn't watch much of the show behind that. Mm. Behind oh that. yeah, because uh, a lot of people. Didn't know about the Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa, the Excuse Oklahoma me. City bombing, or or no, nope. that's something else. <laughs> I didn't know about it to yeah. be honest before uh, I watched the show. But uh, oh no, yeah, we were talking about Lock and Key though. Yeah, I realized I, I kind of pinpointed what uh, I think sucks about the show. Kind of, it's like a they tried. There's so many like teen comedy elements to it, like contemporary teen comedy elements. I don't remember that from the the book. I didn't. I only read the first one though. Oh, you only read the the first book? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are definitely some, like, maybe more lighthearted and funny parts to it, for sure. Yeah. They definitely hit some, like, teen comedy tropes in a way, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that didn't inherently bother me. It was more, yeah, the fact that, like, they had the same plot points in a lot of ways. Like, all the darkness and trauma, like, was part of the, like, what moved the story along in the show. But the yeah. actual consequence on the characters wasn't the same in my opinion it didn't have the same weight and gravity and and yeah just like consequence and it made it less genuine for me yeah uh, it's uh yeah yeah it reminded me of something like um you know your your riverdale your uh what are else they show on cw so awesome yeah really cool yeah better it, than sopranos yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> um luke i had a i was watching a movie months ago and something like clicked in my brain uh and i, I had to do some personality assessment about, about you some personality <laughs> defining what <laughs> movies that i've watched recently that i'm like i feel like these are part of luke's brain oh okay uh, i wanted to see if i was right okay happy gilmore oh my god <laughs> are you a happy gilmore dude i when i was a kid i loved happy gilmore <laughs> yes it clicked right as uh, it shows his room and he has all that Bruins shit. He's he wait what in his room the Bruins? Yeah, he has oh, a bunch of Bruins yeah. like pennant flags and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the hockey stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know something. It, it hit there. I'm like, ah, why is this? Why, why is Luke? Why is Luke Specter appearing before my eyes <laughs> when I watch this? But no, yeah, you're a Happy Gilmore guy. You like Happy Gilmore? Uh, yeah, yeah, I. I mean, I played hockey as a kid, so I definitely I related to it. It's mm-hmm. it's about like the concept of the movie is him like inherently taking his disposition to the culture of hockey and bringing it to something that like stereotypically mm-hmm. has pretension and like elitism yeah. and breaking it down through that. So yeah, I I kind of I liked it because it championed the, like the hockey culture in a sort of way like that mm-hmm. for sure. 
what what is your connection to it uh, i had never from watched me, though from me though oh i had never seen it before so i don't know just because i knew there's there's a hockey connection and i remember once uh you used as a password for something oh yeah okay so that when i was a kid i, I was on a team called the and wow so i probably shouldn't say this but something related to that That's was cool. my password for a very long yeah, time yeah i can bleep it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not anymore but it was until probably through college okay so probably if you're ever on myspace page or something we can hack it mm-hmm. <laughs> yep watched another movie a couple weeks ago didn't speak it didn't speak Luke to me as much as Happy Gilmore, but I was wondering if you'd seen it. It's called Airborne. It's mm. about a kid, about, about a guy who, um, he's like a surfer kid. In California, and his parents get like a grant for zoology to go to Australia. And they're like, okay, you can't come with us, so you're going to go live with your cousin Wiley in Ohio. Hmm. And so this uh, California kid has to go live in like o- Ohio in the dead of winter. He has to like learn how to ice skate, and uh, it's like uh, it's really goofy, but it has a lot of extreme sports-related stuff. Oh, okay. There's a whole like, the whole last twenty minutes is like a big rollerblading race. Oh, really? Like through a city. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty dope, but uh, I mean the movie's kind of silly. Yeah, I no, I've never heard of it. Just curious. Um, I definitely, I guess, can relate. I like the. Uh, I've been into like skateboarding a lot lately. I used to rollerblade all the time. I used to rollerblade like to work downtown until I my rollerblade literally like fell apart while I was <laughs> on it. Like I went from rollerblading, I was like kind of late, so I was trying to go fast to just walking down Woodward. Like uh-huh. the, the, the whole wheel unit just fell off. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess <laughs> oh I'm walking now. Shit. You had a motorcycle too, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a motorcycle. I have like a a cruiser. Um, I have a I have a couple. I have one that I'm restoring right now. It's a a friend of mine's garage. He's actually doing it for me. Oh, okay. like an old cafe racer, a Honda from the '80s. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm putting a lot of work in it. My brother just graduated from college, and he just took his MCAT, like the MCAT exam. So kind of has like a you know congratulations. I'm gonna like give it to him. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, Hell yeah. We're gonna go ride this summer. Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm into the motorcycle stuff. Do you ride at all? I wish. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's fun to get into. I like initially got into it as like a practical thing because yeah. like motorcycle insurance in Michigan is like uh, two hundred dollars a year. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, no, uh, you're not. I mean, seriously, a fraction. Of yeah, auto insurance for real. I mean, you're not gonna kill Maybe anyone. Maybe I should get a else. motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Just can't ride it for like you know five months a year, but. Mm. I mean, you could. <laughs> you yeah. could figure it out. <laughs> Just get some extra big wheels. Yeah, get a three-wheeler one. That might not be. Well, it's, it's, I'd be less concerned about, I mean, the snow is a factor, but, you know, they clear the roads off pretty quick. It's more like Ice. it drops, right. like, tw- like the temperature of the windshield drops, oh, like, 20 yeah, degrees yeah. on you. Get so a big gonna windshield. Have, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, you could <laughs> do a windshield in, like, a parka or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go hard with it. Well... The thing that they have in The Shining that they ride out in, change over to that in the winter. What is what it like? This, the hell? The, in the Shining? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. Figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Solve the equation. Yeah. This is this is going. This is less so. I just keep 
I was just started thinking of movies in that vein. Like I watched Lords of Dogtown recently. I you used to that? love that movie. Yeah. It's pretty it's kinda good actually. I was surprised. Dude, it's a good movie. Yeah, for sure. Some of it's like kinda dorky, but I don't know. I respect respect Catherine Hardwick who also directed Twilight. We love Twilight here. Oh really? Yeah. I well, I mean not not overly that. I'm just surprised that the same person did Dogtown and Twilight. Yeah. No. I watched all those last year. It was a wild ride. Twilight? Yeah. What is what is your opinion? Do you love? Um, no, they're like kind of funny to watch though. Yeah. I she- went to a Twilight premiere in full costume once. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You're a big nice. fan? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had never seen the movie. It was like the third one. It was just all the hype and I had some friends that were in it. I was like, I'll go That's if you cool want me move. to. But I'm going to wear a werewolf costume if I go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to go to a movie for like something I I don't follow at all in costume. Pretend yeah. I'm in character. <laughs> like, if they did like uh, the Simpsons movie, go as Simpsons. Like, eh, I'm Peter. That's Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Pull my finger, Lois. Wow. <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> that be, uh, be a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then something happens to me. Holy crap! <laughs> oh, you should be making color, <laughs> color commentary. Yeah. Whole thing. As Peter dressed as Homer. Yeah. As Peter dressed as Homer. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have a pretty good impression there. I dig it. Was it? I, I was really not trying. Oh, it was close. It was spot on. I mean, before you said Peter, I, I picked it up, so that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> What a I I've been looking at your shirt. I know it's a Metallica album cover, but like, what is it actually? Do you know Chris Benoit? No. Oh, okay. Wrestler. Wrestler. Oh, okay. Wait, is he okay? Is he the one who kind of got like erased from wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Before, he yeah. Killed his family. Yeah, I do know about him. Yeah, they, so and, he, they, and he's uh, like they just don't talk about him anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, um yeah. There's actually a specific uh, anecdote for that where. At the Royal Rumble, there's like a, tr- a record where only two wrestlers have ever entered at number one. Do you guys know the stipulation of that? It's like it's a 30 man over the top, over the top rope elimination match. Mm. When you get thrown over the top rope, you're eliminated for the match. And like every two minute intervals, like a new person comes out. So there's only one. There's only two people in history of the match that have come in at number one and one. And it's like Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. But now that every year when they do it, they're like, only two men have ever entered at number one and one, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. And then they sell this <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how, definitely, I think how I've heard about him before is, is that specific story. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird meeting people that are like, yeah, he was my favorite professional wrestler. Because when I was a kid, I did not like Chris Benoit. No. I thought he was boring. And uh, then again, I was watching him and like, I watched wrestling like, the year leading up to the to him you know the case yeah and uh i guess that was like his worst era of wrestling oh really so like i was just like this guy sucks why the fuck does everyone like him so mm-hmm. much and it's like How- you find out years later like oh that's because he was really going through a really dark era of this yeah life how long ago was that uh 2007 mm. yeah i remember also like the cream the, the cherry on top was being a kid and like it was when Vincent Mann blew up in the limousine. Yeah. And the next week they were supposed to follow up and find out who killed Vincent Mann. But instead, you know, the uh, fades in, rest in peace, Chris Benoit. And um, it's a tribute show to Chris Benoit with Vincent Mann being like, yeah, we were going to do that thing where my character, we investigate the death of my character, but this doesn't seem right now. And I'm like, 
I was totally invested in that story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, seriously. This is completely Why is it ruining it? my summer. <laughs> <laughs> ruining my summer. They really broke the immersion there. Huh? Yeah, um, yeah. The right thing would have been. That's how I found out wrestling was bit. fake. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, for for like to be based on perpetuating the drama of the relationships and all of that, yeah, yeah. and then something huge happens, and they're like, actually, we're not. You know, we're yeah. not going to talk about it. Yeah, well, yeah, they, that they must did, have been. Yeah, they did this whole tribute. Like, I, I loved Chris, mm-hmm. and then like the next day, Chris, the next episode of WWE programming, they're like, yeah, we're never going to talk about Chris Benoit again. Wow, he didn't exist. He didn't work here. We've never heard of. Him. Wait, what do you mean the next episode? Like they actually acknowledged it? Uh, well, the next day, I guess while they were doing the tribute show, the news, like the news kept the news story kept circulating. People were finding out like, oh, because at first it seemed like a triple, maybe potentially like foul play was up at hand but then it came out like oh no chris benoit killed his family and then himself oh okay and then that was going congruent that was going at the same time as the memorial show mm-hmm. so then after they went out the air they found out what happened Oof. and had to come and address it on the next uh w- like they had like a tuesday night show yeah. and they had to address like that they're never gonna mention it again please wow. don't talk about it damn yeah all right. Well, that's all the wrestling talk I'm along on, on this episode. Okay. Well, that's not even direct wrestling talk. That's like. True well, I'm crime. sorry. What was Chris Benoit's occupation, David? Uh, he was an athlete. <laughs> so how about Sting, okay. though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sting's cool. <laughs> this is my favorite wrestling T-shirt, and then that's end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, that was about it. Those were some personality-defining Luke movies, uh, in Dan's opinion. In Dan's opinion. Of Luke. Happy Gilmore and Airborne. Wait, no, I had Spider-Man in here, too. Oh, well, that checks out. Yeah. We don't even need to talk about it. Mm. Which Spider-Man? I was thinking about the Sam Raimi ones. Mm. Maybe Spider-Man 2 in particular. Which one is the second one? That's Doc Ock. Okay. Not the one where he's, like, all wearing black and cool? Okay, yeah, that's that's the third (laughs) one. That define that more defines David's personality. Spider Man three, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, that's true. Mm. Spider Man three, someone James Batman Franco gets 89. the most love. Um, the Bat Dance music video by Prince. Well, that that's in tandem with Batman eighty nine. It's more sexuality defining for David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Caddyshack. Oh, I like Caddyshack. I'd, like these are movies I haven't thought about in forever. All the goofy comedies, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I definitely had a soft spot for Caddyshack for sure at some point. Yeah, Dan over here would call it Caddy shit probably, but uh, I wish I had been clever enough to come up with that actually. <laughs> <laughs> no Caddyshack, no wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Caddyshack, Dan. I don't know. That's cool. I don't know what what happened with you in the game of golf. I don't know. <laughs> Something got in the way. Let's talk cocktails. Okay. Luke has an encyclopedic knowledge of cocktails. I did. You did. Yeah. It's since uh, deteriorated. It's deteriorated happily. <laughs> since you, you stopped making them. Yeah. But uh, I want to run by. So, David, we, we've invented some cocktails in the past, haven't mm-hmm, we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's run a couple by and see what Luke's opinion is. Oh, the cool. animal. The Manimal? Yeah. Okay, only... well, 10 out of 10 on the name. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, it's um, it's a whiskey drink. You take a you take a Danimal, pour it into oh. a cup, and then pour whiskey into it. And then you have to drink the whole thing right away. That's awful. 
Does I'm... it curdle? Does it, does that, well, I would imagine never the alcohol would make... never actually tried it. We're... Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a you never tried it. Conceptual. Well, I my... I, I, would, I should actually should that I, would be good. <laughs> like I would imagine that the like weird fake yogurt, whatever it is, would curdle immediately mm-hmm. in the. Uh, whiskey and it would remain somewhat separated i would imagine so you would just get like hot weird chunky yogurt <laughs> mm. i don't Sounds know great. i should actually do it now yeah. and report back mm-hmm. um <laughs> but unfortunately we never keep animals in my apartment no animals or whiskey really ah. um well, I've got a nice room temperature Danimal here, David. No, I'm kidding. Oh, if you whipped out, if you knew he was gonna say that and whipped out a Danimal and a pint of whiskey, that would have been that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. It has to be Jack Daniels, though. It has to be Jack Daniels. It has to be Jack specifically. Daniels, yeah. Specifically, that's awful. Yeah, I don't get why Jack. Dan- I don't get why Jack and Coke is a popular drink, really. Personally, I've never liked it. It tastes like really gross diet soda. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Just the blank, like blank and blank drinks are just uh, cocktails sugar easily made easily ordered like before cocktails really were a thing in the i i mean they've been a thing for a very long time but Mm. like in our modern society i I feel like that was the precursor and a lot of people it's just easy like you don't have to prep anything behind a bar for it you Mm. don't have to uh yeah really take the time to make it as a bartender like it's easy to push and it's easy to order like a rum and coke or something rum and coke yeah i like those though yeah yes um, sir they are pretty easy to make yeah um so the place i worked at was very like emphasis on uh like craft cocktails making them a very particular procedural way based off of some sort of science or historical connection like there was always a reason for why you were doing what you were doing and the drink was always based off of you know something that came before it Hmm. you know so like my company that i work with had a list of 101 classic cocktails that were like cocktail books from new york from like the 1800s and things like that uh and like to work in the company I kind of slid after a while, but when I started working there, you had to have all 101 of those memorized to be able to, uh, you know, talk about them and, you know, make them for any guest who ordered them. So, like, that's kind of where the emphasis was for sure. And then we would do our own uh, sort of house menu of things too, which was usually based in like the classics, but then you take your own thing. It, your own dynamics your own invention on it a little bit oh yeah it's like when i i had to memorize the presidents in high school and i tried to remember them the other day and i got to the fourth one and i was like oh no no it's gone yeah dude well i like i completely fell out of it like i think about it nostalgically but like i don't even like i quit drinking also like Mm. in total so i don't even make drinks around here anymore yeah so uh i I don't know. Like maybe one day I romanticize the idea of doing it. Like maybe I'll find a bar that'll open one day a week or I'll, I'll work there one day a week and yeah. that'll be my day and just do it for the fun of it. But yeah. yeah. That does seem like kind of a fun gig <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's definitely the way I was doing it. It's high pressure, high volume. It's definitely 
commands a lot of your life and i was working way too much mm. and like spending a lot of time to it and it was taking just a lot of my like social and emotional strength or stamina in a way too mm. but i loved it at the same time like there was like a sharp adrenaline to it into like walking into that place on a saturday night just being like i'm gonna be thinking about five drinks at a time for five hours straight now <laughs> and there's like nothing that can stop that yeah yeah hmm. didn't yeah. you uh did you serve jj abrams once or was he just like in the in the bar uh i don't i don't know because i don't know what he looks like <laughs> he's always got a lens player going over him so he can't really <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> his glasses are always like blinding people yeah, yeah. Oh, i remember you telling me that once but uh yeah no he like that would happen all the time where i'd just be like you know really busy and concentrating and i would hear that some ex-celebrity was at there that night mm. um after the fact usually i don't think i remember personally serving anyone in particular yeah i was trying to concoct I, the jj Anderson thing got my brain going i was trying to concoct like a lost themed cocktail okay um wait a lot oh like the oh TV the tv show, show oh, yeah. did he do that uh yeah kind of he was like a producer on it oh I was thinking, what do you guys think of this? Okay. Well, I, no, you guys haven't really seen... David's seen some of Lost. Yeah, I watched the first season. You're a Lost Maybe fan? the second one, too. No. Oh. Okay. Well, this won't make any sense to you. I'm going to say it anyway. I won't understand the cocktail. With, so, oh, the name, you mean? Well, I didn't even come up with the name. Oh, okay. Maybe, the, maybe I'm calling it the Smoke Monster. I don't know. Oh, perfect. But uh, it's a blended cocktail. You throw in some peanut butter mm-hmm. and some hair... Just like powder heroin. <laughs> and... <laughs> Some dry ice, and so it's smoky like the smoke monster. Deal. Why? Okay, I'm I'm down. And you whip that out. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Try to put one together. I've seen like not the heroin. I've seen peanut butter in cocktails before, for sure. Yeah. Like my friend did a peanut butter washed bourbon, where you um you soak the peanut butter in the bourbon then put either put it through a centrifuge or put some sort of agent in it that separates it all and then you can strain the peanut butter out mm. after so then you just have the like like the essence of it the, yeah you have the whiskey that's just been like marinated in peanut butter mm. without actual any of the chunkiness and that, mm. i've seen some cool applications of that and then dry ice people do all kinds of really cool dry dry ice there's this guy named dave arnold who wrote a book called liquid intelligence that's all about like the you know chemistry and physical science behind cocktails Mm. and like like how does ice melt what is the concept of entropy as it relates to like ice in a drink yeah um and he has some really interesting things to say about what you can do with dry ice for sure Mm. yeah oh yeah i think i got one so you take glass. Okay. Or wait, this is a lost cocktail. This is not a lost cocktail. This is <laughs> something I'm coming up with right now. Pour okay. it's like maybe three splashes of gin, uh, like a good amount of gin. Okay. And then it's uh, let's see, what's the what's a good mixer? I guess bitters. I don't really know what they are exactly, but <laughs> throw some in there. <laughs> Gin and bitters. You're still oh, good so far. You're taking the beer, lid off the bitters and just dumping it in it. Beer yes. all the way to the top. 
But at the bottom, <laughs> you have two high dose back, like back pain medicines, that are just dissolving at the bottom. So you gotta drink it fast before they completely dissolve into the drink. What, okay. okay, so is this served in like a pint glass then? Like, um, like the, maybe there's the a good amount of, of volume you have here because there's a whole beer in it. Yes. Yeah. With undisclosed amount of gin and bitters and back pain medicine yeah like vicodin or what yeah something like vicodin oh okay that's some night night juice is what that is (laughs) i don't i don't i don't need to comment on what that would taste like because i wouldn't remember it Mm. that's how good it is yeah yeah that's how you know maybe the size of that mason jar the mason jar that's the volume of it Mm -hmm. yeah put someone in the hospital maybe like uh what if it's like a free slurpee day where it's like bring your own cup and yeah, just, you can fill it up completely. With as many Vicodins as you want. <laughs> as mm-hmm. many Vicodins as you want. Mm-hmm. I, you had me with the pour, pour the whole thing of bitters in it, though. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> good content. There's actually, there's a bar in Chicago. It's, you wouldn't really expect much of it looking at it. It's kind of not, like, super dressed up or anything. It's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the only bars in the world that has... So one of the most popular bitters is Angostura. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've heard of it or seen it. Yeah. Um, and so this place has a particular agreement with the House of Angostura to sell it. Like they have a keg, a full keg of the bitters mm. on draft in the bar, and they just sell shots of Ango. <laughs> and it's like I don't know if you know, like a like a small bottle, like a bottle maybe like four inches tall is like yeah. eleven dollars for Ango, or eleven dollars yeah. like in a store, and they sell like just full shot of it maybe an ounce ounce and a half for uh like four dollars you just go there and rip ango all night Dang. yeah it's really it's a cool spot for sure that's not kind of good though it's been a lot of nights at the ango bar <laughs> <laughs> i came up with another one martini glass okay so okay vermouth and or gin or vodka whichever you prefer all right olives uh high sea lava blast high sea lava blast yeah wait what what is that uh, it's like the the high C they used to sell at McDonald's. It's like very sweet, like oh. juice. It kind of yeah, like the it's high like C fruit punch. punch. Yeah, and what? don't forget olives. Wait, but olives? olives? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your fruity olive drink? Yeah, you're I, just trying to make Red it. Red Lobster gave me one of those one time. I was disgusted. That that exactly. Yeah. Was it on the no. menu? Well, no. It, I I ordered like a raspberry martini. Okay. And they put olives in it, <laughs> <laughs> which I assume would not be in there. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's a bummer. <laughs> I don't know who wants that. How many people drink those there on a nightly basis? No, that's someone was making a mistake. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I didn't say anything though either. I just drank it. You just drank it. I'm a very complacent uh, diner. Was it bri- was there like brine in the drink itself, or did it have just the olives like as a garnish on the side? With the olives, oh, in they the were drink. In it. Yeah, it was too late. <laughs> I'm like, no, man. <laughs> yeah, I wonder just how how that happened. Yeah, why? Wow, it's like even, even, maybe they thought it'd be I, funny. They maybe they were have. like, "Do you think you'll actually drink it?" No, I think that they probably were, they they were probably like very new at their job, and they're probably like, "Okay, a martini. This is a martini, but he wants some raspberry martini. So maybe I'll just make a martini as I know what a martini is. Put some raspberry in it." Mm. Yeah, but I feel like even in that situation, if I was new at my job, I'd still ask like, "Should I put olives in this?" Or? <laughs> <laughs> like, at least I'd have the question of like, "I don't think that sounds right." It's probably not. Yeah, and I was upset because I'd had a raspberry martini prior at a different restaurant where obviously they did not put olives <laughs> in it so i had an expectation that was completely crushed 
Yeah. Bummer. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah, I never drank a martini ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it has, you know, Vicodin and a beer yes. in it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. A cigarette as a garnish. <laughs> what was my my roommate John had a really good idea for one menu. He was gonna do like a I can't remember exactly. It was like a Kool Aid infused vodka with a Kool Aid dusted rim <laughs> and then a Kool Aid syrup in it. Oh, as well. that's nice. Yeah, that's actually triple Kool Aid. You know that show, The Venture Brothers? Yeah. A cartoon. Yeah, that's like one of the running gags is Dr. Venture like invents the most disgusting cocktails mm. and that he he invented like the red mocha cooler, which is that it's like Kool-Aid dusted rim, Kool-Aid in it and then like chocolate syrup, I think. Oh, what's like the alcohol <laughs> in it? That's awful. Oh yeah, what is that? I don't know. Well, it oh, doesn't matter know. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> there is another one that he put a Slim Jim in. <laughs> and yeah. they commented about like the surface of the drink being like rainbow colored because of the oil from the Slim Jim just reflecting light. Ew. <laughs> That's not good. I made for Christmas <clears throat> for like Christmas presents, I made an Amaro for everyone. Yeah. With with like I don't know if you're familiar Amari Amari are like a uh, particular kind of spirit, usually involving like macerated either citrus peels, um, botanicals bittered with wormwood or gentian or something like that. Often like a little bit lower alcohol percentage, and they can either be like really dry and bitter, or they can be very like kind of sweet and citrusy. Um, and there's like a huge range, and it's really cool. And they all have like very particular like almost family lineage like this is my family's recipe that was commercialized in this year and then just took off and it's it's really cool to look at in that way so i guess like kentucky's bourbon of like uh italy you know Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. it was pretty good oh yeah Yeah. i forget yeah i gave you a bottle yeah yeah i liked it you liked it yeah the brother juice yeah (laughs) yeah I think I kept the bottle because I thought the label was funny. The label's ridiculous. You know who could really probably um, come up with a good cocktail is Dan's brother. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. He he he's like straight edge, but I'm sure that would probably make it easier for him to come up with something hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he used well. No. Did remember, he come up with the manimal? The manimals no, has a storied history. Manimal. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, I did. Probably. I definitely did. <laughs> okay. I loved animals. I loved animals. That's mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you've never tried it. So how much do you really love animals? Yeah. Uh, a lot, because I don't want to ruin animals for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, whiskey, though? Why does it have to be whiskey? Uh, I never really... I wasn't really a drinker when I came up with this, so whiskey was just the go-to liquor. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, yeah, I think I... mean, like, what would a hard-ass drink, like a real working like dude? Like a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a whiskey, I guess. I mean, like, I tried alcohol, but I didn't really sure. drink. But, um... Dan's brother um, came up with. Remember Brian's Urban Brew? No. <laughs> where he ruined my parents' coffee maker oh, one yeah. night making Brian's Urban Brew, which was like, I don't even remember. It was making coffee, but in, instead of using water, he used Mountain Dew. I'm, or, yeah, it was either Mountain Dew or I think Mountain Dew, and then he mixed Kool Aid and uh, coffee, coffee grinds. Wow. That's like, that just. <laughs> Sugar bomb caffeine bomb. Yeah, my mom woke up the next morning to make coffee. He's like, why is there mold in our coffee maker? 
Overnight mold in the coffee maker. Eh? Oh, yeah, so you put Mountain Dew where the water should be. <laughs> yeah. And coffee grounds and Kool-Aid where the coffee <laughs> I think didn't you I think you drank it, right? I was the only one who liked it, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you liked it? I did. It was yeah. good? I, I don't know. So, so I gave you okay. diarrhea. It wasn't good. So it did give me diarrhea. The weirdest <laughs> diarrhea I've ever had. Oh I can't imagine. <laughs> so much caffeine, like <laughs> but, like I, well, wait. What was it? The brew or the dew? The because there's Brian's okay. Urban, Urban Dew, which was just like he made a soda, basically. He mixed Mountain Dew and Kool Aid. I think just regular, right? Yeah, that's actually kind of lazy. Okay, the 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 brew was an evolution of the dew. Oh yeah. And the, the <laughs> what did he come up with? Why did he? The dew. I think he put his name on Brian's Urban Brew. <laughs> it's like takes two branded products. <laughs> Puts his name, slaps his name on it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I think that one kind of tasted like gummy worms. That one wasn't bad, but yeah. I couldn't drink more than like two sips of it. Wait, what, what was unique about that one? Oh, the Brian's Urban Dew. It was just like Mountain Dew and Kool Aid. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, uh, no coffee. No, no coffee. No. Okay. That's where that's where the brew comes in. I see. The brew. The brew. That, yeah. But you liked the brew. I eat it formally. Yeah. <laughs> What's urban about it? Uh, if you recall, that was Brian's wire phase. Oh yeah, Brian. He was really into the wire. So. I mean, it's just good branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. call it urban or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was a real. He was a big Kool Aid nut back in the day. <laughs> Kool Aid aficionado. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, this is go to. There's obviously a ton of sugar in it from the Kool Aid. Yes. And the Mountain Dew. Yep. And the coffee, I don't think would be a good flavor co- like component. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like w- 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 when you're thinking about making a cocktail, it's like about balancing things. Mm. Like you want to balance. Okay, if you have sugar and there's some sweetness to it, you want to balance that with like some a- acidity usually. Yeah. You know, uh, and then or bitterness or like oh, there's all kinds of things. And coffee has a lot of acidity and a lot of bitterness. Yeah. So like. I, I can't imagine it would taste good, but, like, there's some, th- like, theoretical compatibility within the world of cocktail with it because you have your sugar bomb and then you have your acid yeah. bitter that you're putting into it to make sort of a balance, you know? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People put sugar in their coffee. Now I want to try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah, I guess, like, theoretically you could replace sugar with, like, a little bit of Kool-Aid dust. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, for like, like a coffee like situation fruity coffee is not uh-huh. a thing i've ever really uh come across though <laughs> I, yeah i've had coffee with like fruit notes in it but yeah yeah i found this coffee brand they they do um like a mushroom coffee mm. like they put a bunch of different uh dehydrated and probably like extracted like mushroom components in sort of a blend with a small amount of coffee and like are kind of trying to pitch that as your you know morning routine versus just straight coffee to the dome a little bit yeah it's kind of cool like there's been a lot recently i've been reading about some of those mushrooms like lion's mane is a really cool one uh, I'm growing a little bit of that right now. Oh, nice. It's, it's a, yeah, have you yeah. heard of it? Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned it to me, and then I heard someone mention it on a podcast. said it kind of tastes like um, like uh, some sort of like, like lobster or Everyone's something. lobster, yeah. Yeah, so I want to try it. it. Yeah. Sounds good. But it's it's cool. There's, there's particular 
uh, like polysaccharides within it yeah. that have been studied and are known to both pass the blood-brain barrier and promote neuronal re- like regeneration, regrowth, mm-hmm. um, and like nerve growth. So people are like thinking about, you know, using it to treat diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's mm. and uh, along those lines or like. I don't know, but you have to do a particular extraction. You can't just eat like the fruiting body of the lion's mane to do that. You have mm-hmm. to do like a little bit of chem work, baby chem work involved. So, baby chem work. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably give this to a baby, make them genius baby. Genius baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What was that movie? Baby, uh, baby genius? geniuses. Yeah, that movie. That's my favorite movie. That's also a personality defining movie for me. Oh, okay. Baby genius. Yeah. I don't know. Baby Ge- I think it's baby genius. There was like a whole team. It was like um. Whole squad of baby geniuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a little spy kind of movie, like kind of a spinoff of like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing, I believe, where each baby had like an expertise. Hmm. This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I tried some um, mushroom jerky yesterday. Oh, I've been hearing about that. Was it cool? It was really good. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, it was made from shiitake mushrooms. And the consistency and even the flavor was like very close to regular jerky. Yeah. It was kind of nuts. I was I was impressed. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, a couple of stupid vegetarians over here. Well, Luke's vegan. No. David hmm. is not. No. I uh, No, I'm waking up. You're outnumbered this time, David. Yeah. Usually, you and Dylan are the carnivores, and then... Hey, Dylan's more of a carnivore than me. That's true. You heard me did that smoked sausage, or that summer mm-hmm. sausage. Yeah. What? Wait, what about summer sausage? Oh, Dylan and a bunch of our friends went on a camping trip, and um, he they, uh, his mom gave him a summer sausage sure. to take on the camping trip, mm-hmm. and instead of eating it, they just, like whipped it around and like slapped the <laughs> roof of the car with it and by the end of it he said it was like liquid wow <laughs> like the bag of it yeah jeez oh, yeah well then you can put it in a, your man cocktail oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you take so you do that to a summer sauce okay that's how it's liquid in the bag slap it and around then your car you pour a little bit of vinegar in a cup um pop off vodka no, <laughs> why? <laughs> and then top it all off with the liquid remains of the summer sausage. That's awful. Top it all off like it like it's a float at the mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you put you break off you put like one like weed gummy bear at the bottom. <laughs> one weed. That's gummy the bear. sweetest thing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I like it. That's what I mean. Uh, I remember. I don't know if it was a podcast or whatever with Harmony Corinne I was listening to. You know him? Yeah. Yeah. Like Gomo and Yeah. He was like describing his his signature drink, which is non alcoholic. He he said his happy place is like he goes on, on his boat, he has like multiple slot machines like installed on his boat hmm. just for like fun. And he'll make he'll pour some Mountain Dew and then drop a bunch of Jolly Ranchers at the bottom. And the Jolly Ranchers dissolve in the Mountain Dew. <laughs> And that's like his go juice. That's like what gets him going. That's, oh man, that's so teeth rotting. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Just hanging out on a boat, playing slot machines, drinking pure sugar. Yeah. Cool. Oh, you know, whatever floats your boat, as they say. I have a, like. I guess I would imagine Harmony Grin getting weirder than that, but I used to. He used to get very weird, but yeah. I think he's probably. Uh, He's probably not addicted to heroin anymore, I assume. <laughs> but uh, who knows? 
Mm. Was he a heroin guy? I thought he was a lean guy. Uh, probably, but probably like anything. I don't know. I've never seen Gummo. Is it sweet? I mean, it's dark. It's really dark and upsetting. Oh. <laughs> Everyone tells me I'd like it. I don't know. I I mean, you you pretty much can get the whole movie from the trailer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's very just like, just atmospheric. I would say, and it just sets like this world of just like emptiness and absence and like humanity living in emptiness in a way that just is so uncomfortable for me Mm. like it's about like you know kids in poverty essentially but like with no social structure regarding their lives yeah i don't know have you seen it no it's been a very long time i don't remember yeah that i always assumed it would be a really unpleasant viewing experience so i just kind of skip that one yeah maybe eventually i've seen our kids which he didn't direct uh spring breakers and the beach bomb uh i don't know beach bomb I'd, oh i loved it yeah yeah it's really yeah funny. that's the most recent one it was really good actually oh really because mm-hmm. really, really spring funny. breakers was just a couple of years ago yeah it was uh, nine years good, ago almost, i think yeah, yeah nine or ten years ago mm-hmm. yeah. uh, wow beach bomb was 2019 mm-hmm. oh, okay did you think that movie was really funny beach bomb yeah i thought it was a laugh riot yeah there's a laugh a minute. I, I really, yeah, I haven't laughed that hard at a movie, like a comedy movie, in a very long time. Is it a com- like comedy? Um, it's meant to, no, be, like parts yeah. of it are meant to be pretty funny. Hmm. Snoop Dogg's in it as his like best fr- as Matthew McConaughey's best friend. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Who also had a love affair with his wife. There's a scene where Snoop Dogg and Matthew McConaughey's wife are making out to "Just Like Heaven" by The Cure. <laughs> and it's really, and fireworks is going off in the background. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, my Matthew McConaughey—he's like um, almost like Hunter S. Thompson, but like the polar opposite uh, at- attitude-wise. Yeah. yeah, so like extremely chill slacker guy, but like a talented big, writer. Big Island vibes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he just kind of like exists in this. Uh, if Kokomo it, was a person. It, yeah. Kokomo <laughs> was a person. Yeah. Yeah, it was in Florida, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. So he lives in like some tourist town, just like lives on a boat most of the time. But uh, yeah, it's not like a super structured movie. Like there is a structure to it, and there's like a twist that happens. But it's a little aimless, but so is the character, so it kind of works. Yeah. Oh, I guess there is like a goal in the end. Yeah, that one's really good. That was not gonna like make you upset. You're gonna be in a good mood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the most part. <laughs> Do we mention Zac Efron's in it? Zac Efron is in it. As a, like, former, like, uh, coke addict turned Jesus freak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's, like, channeling the same energy, like, the same, like, coke energy just towards the word of God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Interesting. (laughs) And there's a scene where, like, they they rob someone, and he's like, and the best thing about committing sins is all we gotta do is pray, and the guy, and the big man upstairs will totally forgive us, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He just keeps going. Boy, that's kind of my pillowy yeah a little bit yeah much more positive energy coming from yeah, this character coming though. from zach efron mm. <laughs> yes do you guys think dingoes would make a cool pet um hmm. I, don't I don't know man aren't they like a pack animal would you have to have a lot of them i guess so that might be well, a deal breaker if it's like a baby dingo that raise, it, <laughs> raise it to be a loner yeah <laughs> Would it be sad, though? I wouldn't want to take the risk of a sad dingo. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll adopt a pack of dingoes. There you go. You yeah. got to get... I think if you're going dingoes, you got to go all or nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be like one of the situations where they stay in their habitat and I just come visit them. There you go. Like fly out to them. Yeah. And then get eaten. You can do that. Like adopt an animal and just go visit it like in, in the zoo or wherever. Yeah, the, get like the, the a, sanctuary, ranch, a ranch set zoo. up in Australia. Yeah. And I go go over there. Sometimes they're not there, but they generally know to come back. Well, like a snake ranch. No. A snake mm. ranch? No, dingoes mm-hmm. look so cool. What? I didn't really know what they looked like, and then really? I looked at like a picture I, there. I don't know what cool. they look like either. Really? Is it like a wombat kind of creature? No, it's, no, like a, it's, dog. it's a dog. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like uh, they look like regular dogs, but they're very lean. Yeah, they have just kind of like a weird body structure mm-hmm. and a head shape. Yeah, they kind of have like a kind of like a greyhoundish body, but they have the. I can't really think of what dog it is they specifically look like, but there's a certain breed they kind of look like, um, very like pointy up upward ears. Hmm. Golden color. It's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. All right, we're getting dingoes now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I want a St. Bernard, of course. St. Bernard, <laughs> yeah. There's the, I love large breed dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the bar I mentioned earlier, the Stroh's Bar in Southwest, there's a Mastiff that lives in it. And it's just, it's insanely big. <laughs> it's it's like not, it, the place is a house. The bar is a house. Yeah. And it's laid out like sort of like this. Mm-hmm. So you walk in the front door and there's just a giant dog looking at you. And it's like the sweetest thing in the world. Yeah. And like the bartender will give you treats for it and stuff, but it like will bark at anyone coming in the front door. Like the first time I went in there, I was like, there is a dog that's bigger than me barking. <laughs> what is going on right now? I remember. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was done. Oh. My, uh, my girlfriend's family had Great Danes. Oh, uh, yeah. Used to. Unfortunately, they passed away, RIP. But uh, those were, they were adorable dogs. Because mm. they'd like, they like, uh, would come in and like, like sit down, but they'd like know to, because like, they were so big, they could like kind of sit on the chair, mm. like in a, in a chair with like their forepaws down uh, on the ground. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was, so it, it, I don't know, it just reminded me of like a person. Yeah. Walking in and sitting down on a chair. Hmm. <laughs> Was that comfortable for them? It seemed like it. Like they just hung out like that? Yeah. It's goofy. Yeah, big dogs scare me. Really? Not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, I am getting a St. Bernard, though. So you're going to get the... It's cool. Yeah. Get, you got to get used to it. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Maybe I can ride it like a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, psychos with mean dogs. They suck. Psychos with mean dogs. Yeah. Just in it's general. Like, you know, you go somewhere and then the dog's barking. He's like, easy, easy. Oh, he just must not like you. <laughs> like, you know, those kind of guys that use yep. their dog as like a weapon? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they suck. I've only come across one or two of them. There was a dog. My mom tried to adopt this dog for a while, mm-hmm. and it was very sweet. It was, I think, the kind of dog that you're comparing a dingo to because it had that greyhound-like body, but it yeah. wasn't a greyhound. It was, like, t- like tall and, and long and, like, kind of skinnier. The first time I ever met it, I was alone. I walked into her apartment, and it was fine. We chilled. And I think it had a mean owner that had rode a motorcycle. Because <laughs> next time I went there, I had my I rode the bike there and had my helmet like on my head, and it lost its shit and it was oh. never cool with me. Oh no! Like it was so bad. Like it took me down by the throat at oh one God. point. Yeah. You should show the dog Ghost Rider. To- ease it into motorcycle culture yes that mm. would i is that easing it in that's kind of like <laughs> throttled at the floor <laughs> i don't know i feel like ghost rider is a pretty endearing character <laughs> flaming skull man does loops and played by nick gage yeah but nick he gage. eats jelly beans and it's cute yeah does he eat jelly beans yeah and he watches uh 
videos of monkeys learning karate. He does love monkeys too. Yeah. yeah. In Ghost Rider? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> That's how he chills out. <laughs> yeah, he hangs out in his post up in his he garage. He pours some uh, jelly beans and a big thing of Coca Cola and plays uh, mm-hmm. pinball machines on a boat. <laughs> what is with the like candy and pop that keeps recurring? <laughs> what about what would be a good candy to like dissolve in a soda? Fun dips. Oh, uh, like Zots. Oh yeah, Zots are. You, awesome. you like Zots? I don't know what that is. It's a hard candy with like powder in it, but the powder like fizzes up when you're when it hits your tongue. Hmm. But you don't get to it for a minute. Like you gotta suck on the candy for a minute and then boom. Uh, I'm getting like a weird sensory flashback as you described it. Like wow. the feeling. Oh, you're <laughs> like salivating. Yeah. Or... <laughs> it's taking you there. Yeah. What I used if... to get euphoric eating those as a kid. Mm. <laughs> what if you put root beer candies in a root beer? What oh, like a root beer barrel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Extra root beer. Super root beer, I guess, yeah. Oh, those rock. I forgot about those. Yeah. Those are good. Mm-hmm. No, when you were talking about the manimal earlier, it, it, it did remind me, I did attempt something like a manimal once where I was drinking a cherry wheat for the heck. I thought it'd be like a nice cherry cream drink if I poured some Baileys in there and it just started fizzing uncontrollably. And I had to drink the whole thing really quick. <laughs> so it was kind of like the manimal, actually. Ch- yeah. Ch- wait, Baileys and... Ch- what, what? Oh, cherry wheat, like the Sam Adams drink. Oh, it's I like a wheat ale that. brewed with cherries. Okay, with a little bit of ba- Bailey's, a little bit of creamy. Yes, yeah, the second it touched it, it, just like started fizzing. I'm like, that's gonna stop, right? And then it just kept going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am gonna try. Was not satisfying. I think. Okay. Well, you could do it on the show. I'll do it on the show. Mm-hmm. But which which order should it go? Animal first, and then whiskey. Well, so mm. I think you have to shake it. Shake the animal. We'll shake them together. Otherwise, mm. they're just going to naturally separate, and the yeah. animal's going to curdle. That's so right. you're going to have to put it in like a tin or some sort of vessel and incorporate it before you drink it. Yeah. In my opinion, like James Bond. Like James Bond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly what James Bond drinks. Yep. Just imagine like sixties <laughs> James Bond James Bond movie shake and not stir, and they just pour out this awful like <laughs> fizzing sludge that yeah. <laughs> immediately makes him throw up. I'd like a Donald mixed with some whiskey. <laughs> you should put a little bit of citrus in it too. I think that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A little like bit of lemon rind? juice. What? Like an orange rind? Raw, oh, like some lemon juice, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little half ounce of lemon yeah, juice in be, there. Lemon's a good one because that's the most like abrasive of the citrus family. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want it to hurt? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> drink it out of a coconut or something. Uh, let me look over here. The glassware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's got to be that like that lot forty glass. A lot classy, forty glass. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, how about the the bamboo tiki glass? No, because people gotta see what I'm drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that could be more for the maybe that's more the glass. Nah. What's that one with the cube on the bottom? That's a. Uh, I think that's a branded glass for Di Sirono, which mm. is a, a like Italian uh, almond liqueur. Oh yeah. Yeah. Di Sirono is good. Yeah. It's very sweet, but it's it's also very boozy. So, mm. uh, like, not in terms of alcohol content, but like, it like tastes like alcohol. So it's like this weird. It tastes like cherries and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's very thick and viscous too. Yeah. I like this little glass. Yeah, the little snifter. Tasting glass, right? Uh, I don't remember what I got that one with. It's sort of it's in the shape of like a brandy snifter. Yeah. But. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just realized we're talking about glasses and no completely audio setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That one over there is cool too, and then that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one. This one's very nice. <laughs> Most of those came from like bars I've worked at like over the years. Like if they get a little chip in it, then we're not going to serve anyone, obviously, in it because yeah. if they cut themselves, it's a lawsuit. So I just snag anything that has like a little ding or whatever. I like this one over here that looks like a weed whacker. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Does the that thing work? Yes, yes. It, well, it doesn't. It's out of gas. But it'll completely shatter as soon as you turn it on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like this one, this glass. That's a guy on a skateboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You can, like, roll it around. You can. Oh, yeah, that's what you do is you uh, you roll it down the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has oh, functioning yeah. wheels. Mm-hmm. That would be a very cool idea. Very gimmicky. Very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. There was one, and there's a bar in Chicago that does this wild thing where they bring you like a giant basin that has a giant metal structure of an octopus coming out of it, and they do a ton of dry ice in the basin. So mm-hmm. it's, they put it on the table, and like if we're sitting at the table here, our laps, like you wouldn't be able to see into your lap because there'd just be dry ice. <laughs> like pouring over the table everywhere and then the octopus each of its tentacles will have a cocktail on it oh that's sweet yeah and then there's also like lights like a little light show in the basin like so coming up from the dry ice is like weird laser lights and stuff yeah i like that a lot they do there's some really trippy stuff out out in chicago yeah the trippy city that's what they call it oh yeah i've heard that (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's like a trace amount of LSD and all the tap water. In all the tap water. <laughs> the wind. Uh, sorry. In the wind. <laughs> Not the wind. <laughs> no, there's like. I, I showed my hand. Yeah, we can, we can wrap up. Anything else you want to touch on, David? No. Luke, any any, any, any closing thoughts? Stop the steal. Anything Dominion. You plug? Okay. Dominion. There we go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's all I got. Just saying all the right words. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having. Are we still on? We are, 45 yeah. Forever. Okay. What'd you say? Forty-five forever. Forty-five forever. <laughs> oh yeah, forty-five forever. <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me on your show. It's been fun. <laughs>